The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Science of Pokemon Lucas Lectures. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night. Uh, update on Japan, fall is really nice. Fall is nice. I didn't realize that you could have temperatures that weren't 85 degrees in October. This is wonderful. Why do you people keep running to my state? This is really nice outside. I'm really enjoying this and I've actually been asked to compare Halloween in America versus Halloween in Japan for my students. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this season. Now if you listened to our last episode, we talked a lot about some scary ghost types. Don and Chris, they love themselves some horror movies. I'm more of a monster movie guy. Less alien, more aliens if you catch my film meaning. In this episode... I wanted to talk a little bit about ghost types, but if you've noticed the name of the episode, we're not talking about them from a scientific standpoint. We're going back to training because in our How to Train Your Dragonite episode, we talked about some of the basics of animal training and how that would work in the Pokemon world. Now, let's talk about how you'd specifically train ghost types. I really wanted to focus on ghost types because at first I thought I would never get to talk about them on this podcast. I thought I would be focusing on all the bugs and water types because they have like so many of them. They have literally three different egg groups. But in the honor of the Halloween spirit, we are going to elaborate on the idea on how you would actually go about training a ghost type Pokemon. So before we do anything else, um, we are going to have to point out that there is one other reason I'm doing this. While researching a similar topic, I realized that every single one of the major ghost-type trainers in the game, your gym leaders, your Elite Four, well, they are literally freaks and weirdos in some regard. And normally we're like, yeah, freaks and weirdos like us, but no, they are terrifying. Almost every single ghost-type trainer, gym leader, or Elite Four member is some form of seer, fortune teller, creepy shut-in, descendant from dead royalty who could see ghosts, a scary old lady or man, a ghost story author, or was literally just born with the ability to talk to the dead. Every major ghost-type trainer you see is someone who has kind of an unfair advantage. They have the ability to commune with the spirits of the other world. For me, I don't think that's fair. I'm a big fan of the Incredibles Villain Syndrome, and I believe that everybody should be super so that nobody is in this case. I don't like that you just get to be born with weird gifts and you get to keep all the ghost types to yourself. That's not fair. Everyone should have the right to raise the dead and have them fight some eight-year-old's pet rat. Now, we are going to be splitting up the ghost types to make sure that we can kind of categorize them differently because not all ghost types are equal. You can't really compare Dragon po- uh, Dragapult to something like a Ghastly. While they're both ghost types, they don't really share a lot in common. So let's go ahead and let's break down the ghost types into three. Three is a nice number. Let's go with three categories. So first up, uh, we have category one, I'm literally dead. I'm literally dead is a category for your standard ghost. These are your go-through walls, 
can levitate until they're nerfed and given cursed uh, a cursed body abilities. Sorry, Gengar. Um, they can eat souls. This is when you think of a Scooby-Doo mystery, what this gang thinks is coming after them instead of a guy in a mask. So if you were to think of your Gengars, Duskulls, Rotoms, uh, the thing that separates them from the others is that their body is only solid if they want it to be. And this makes them the hardest to train. How do you train out a bad behavior like that when they can literally just peace out through a wall? Imagine how hard it would be to train a cat to not go into your room at night if it just walks through the door. It doesn't even have to bother learning to open the door. It just walks straight through it. The second group is one I like to call possessed knickknacks and random crap. So these are your ghosts that live in some kind of vessel or solid object. And there's actually a lot of these in the Pokemon world. You have possessed dolls, possessed teacup, possessed dead skin left behind from a bug, possessed tree, possessed kelp, possessed slab, possessed coffin, and possessed swords and shields, just to name a few. So these guys are separate from the first group because they actually have a solid body. While they are still some kind of vengeful spirit from beyond the grave, they still have a solid form, which means that now you can kind of work with them a bit better. And finally, you have my uh, favorite group. Uh, I'm just kind of creepy. I'm just kind of creepy is a third and final group, and that just kind of puts everybody who isn't automatically just a dead thing in the pile. So your Golurks, Frostlass, Sableye, Oricorio, Mimikyu, and Decidueye, they are still ghost types, but for the most part, they're very much alive, but use ghost-type abilities. Uh, think of it like um, the old Nickelodeon show, Danny Phantom. If you're one of the real ones, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what Danny Phantom is, you Zoomers need to go back and watch that, because that was a phenomenal cartoon in its time. Uh, they follow the same pattern as the kid in the show. You may be solid, you may be human, but you still have ghost-like abilities. So these ones would be the easiest to train because they function the most like living beings. Now that we got them split up, let's break down the challenges and solutions for training each one. One where you don't need to be able to commune with the dead just to try and get things across. So let's start with the hard ones. The real ghosts. The dead ones who stick around because it's fun and are going to need a real check on their activities. Many of them have the food source of souls or emotions or life energy and that's the first problem how are you going to feed this thing without like murdering people if you've ever seen the mu the musical little shop of horrors you realize that this doesn't end well especially with the secret ending uh, you are eventually going to have to find something to feed the endless hunger of this undead monster luckily in a world of darkness and shadows we have Brock. Brock in the anime was seen making food for Gengars, Haunters, and Ghastlies. What I think is that one of the Pokemon companies is a lot smarter than me and made a food that is going to give the same nutritional energy as it would a soul. How they do that? No idea, but we have proof through the anime and through the games that they will eat solid food and they are satisfied with it. Whether that satisfaction is just because they have taste buds still and can enjoy it, or that they're actually gaining nutrients, eh, that's up to question. But I do think that it's the latter, that they are gaining some kind of nutrients from it. If you are smart enough to trap beings as light in a ball, you are smart enough to make food for the dead. 
Now, of course, it, the ones that are feeding on souls are all well and good, but you do have the ones that are feeding on emotion as well. So there are things like Shuppet, and you can be a little bit more creative with that one. Instead of having one that just feeds on pellets, if they feed on negative emotions, um, you can actually use them for other things. So if you're going to go with um, a Shuppet, find a place where negative, harmful emotions are around. Find a place like... I don't know, a back alley somewhere. Find like the worst part of town and just let your shepherd feed on that and you won't even have to worry about buying food. Mistrevis feeds on fear. Fine, go hang out near a hospital or a police station. Plenty of fear in those places and you don't have to scare anyone to do it. You could also just teach it to feed on the fear of your opponents in battle. Like every time you fight, just scare them and then just feed off that. If you're feeding off dark emotions, like I said, just go for the place where most people are not going to have the best time or where someone needs a hug or should be arrested. Dealer's choice. Now, the second group, how are we going to deal with actually keeping them under control and keeping them under wraps? Uh, we covered that they might feed on some creatures. However, these guys give us a chance to discuss what we can do to reward a ghost. So how do you reward the behavior of a ghost? Uh, assuming since most of these Pokemon are dead in some sense, they only eat to survive, I don't think they really gain pleasure from consumption the same way we do, at least. Uh, since each one possesses an object, though, in Group 2, let's think about what we can do to actually help them out. So, there are some where we don't have to do anything. Shedinja, it does nothing. It wants nothing. You literally got it on accident anyway, so just leave it be and only put it out in battle if you need to. But for the others... Think of uh, Bennett. We talked about it in the last episode with the guys, but Bennett is pretty ticked off that it was thrown away. And they mentioned that almost every single Pokedex entry is negative. But there is one. According to the decks, if you give it love and support, it may become a nice toy again someday. So you might actually unpossess that doll and your Bennett may leave you. But if you just show it kindness, it literally responds to kindness and happiness. So while it is a horrifying monster, it still shows that there are ways to help it out. Uh, Phantom is a kid that passed away in the woods and got turned into a magic stump. So give that magic stump a coloring book and some sing-along song. Give him something that he liked when he was a kid, and he's going to have a wonderful time. Sandygast is possessed sand, and if you touch it in its mouth, it will possess you. So don't do that, and just give him some sand. Give him some nice sand to work with. The whole point of being a ghost is that there is, they're unsatisfied. A reason that the dead are usually around is because they had unfinished business or something that they needed to fix before they died. Give them something they want on a personal level, and they'll be chucking balls of darkness at psychic types in no time because you've given them the thing they actually want. Little research goes a long way. Third group is our easiest group to deal with. Uh, these are, again, the ones that are creepy since they behave mostly like animals. They do have their own tendency you have to try and cater for. So Sableye is in this group. Sableye feeds on carbings and gems. So you might want to hit up a crystal cave or a store to stock up so he doesn't resort to robbing a jewelry store. Dragapult loves to fire dreepy shots. Unfortunately... Those dreepy shots shoot out at over the speed of sound, so every time they fire, it's going to cause a massive sonic boom and disrupt an area. So 
go out into the wild areas and make a little shooting range. When you go out camping, make a target, have him fire the dreepies out at that. Give him a playtime for him to use his awesome abilities. Frostlass loves to freeze its prey and line them up in a nest. That's terrifying, but... If you want, give her new food to freeze. Give her new things to freeze so that way she doesn't uh, freeze you while you're sleeping. Heck, you can even take pictures and make a scrapbook for her to show her how lovely her nest is. There's a lot of different things you can do with a ghost type to motivate them, to train them, to give them comfort. Again, they are the living dead two-thirds of the time. But they are still Pokemon, and they are still trainable. You don't need to have magic powers to do it. Just a brain, some initiative, and if I'm being honest, you're probably also going to need like some kind of dark type to keep them in check because you really, really do not want to tick off something that feeds on souls. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have some magical birth power that you can control the dead, there's a reason why having a ghost type is not given to early trainers in most cases. You have to be experienced to have one. So to finally wrap this up, I do want to go over the easiest and hardest ghosts to train. Uh, Legends excluded. I'm not going to dive into tailing a Giratina to play fetch. Although my favorite meme on the internet with that is feeding him a poffin and just seeing the cute little face on this unholy abomination from the bottomless pits of the beyond. Uh, let's think of the easiest ghost type to train. Who do you think is the easiest? Just give it a moment. Whirl it in your head. For me, it's on our logo. Golurk. I love Golurk. He's one of my favorite Pokemon, and one of the reasons for that is that he was literally built to serve his masters and will do it forever. You don't really have to do much. Just catch it, and in most cases, as long as its previous master is dead, it should follow your orders pretty quickly. You can fly around the sky, you can rob banks, you can crush stuff. This Pokemon is already yours the second it's in the ball. The hardest ghost type to train for me, like think about ones that would be the most horrifying to train. Think of all the nightmare creatures we have to deal with in this game, the really edgy stuff. And from what I found, it's Aegislash. Aegislash is horrifying, not just on a personal level, but on a geopolitical nightmare level. There's possession, certainly. But then there's possession where it takes over you and starts a government that's dedicated to it. That's terrifying. Imagine if the ghost of Stalin took over somebody and started trying to create a new Soviet Union. There's possession and then there's geopolitical nightmare possession. There's no way you should be training an agent slide. Forget eating your soul. I mean, there are ones that eat your soul, and that's horrifying, but the fact that one Pokemon can literally upend the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of people by taking over one person and being one person's partner, that is a nightmare scenario. Oh my lord, imagine if Ash came back with an Age of Slash, and then someone left town, came back, and Pallet Town just turns into this fiefdom where Ash and his Aegislash rule supreme over the town. And Oak is like trapped in a lab like screaming, no, please stop, no. I'd watch that. That'd be fun. So that kind of wraps up our episode here. I did want to go into ghost types because, again, it's the Halloween season. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to take this time to thank all those who leave uh, reviews on iTunes as well, as well as our amazing patrons who make this possible. Uh, You guys have kept us going for so long. And for the iTunes review, I love reading 
all the comments you guys put on those. I even got this really nice um, recent review. They said negative stuff about us, but they said it in such a constructive and kind way that I really appreciate that. I don't like getting reviews that says, you guys are awful. I like getting reviews that say, you guys are awful. Here's why I think it is. Here's how I think you can improve. Those are the best kinds of reviews. They're constructive. They're helpful. And it helps us grow this channel. So the next few episodes, we'll try and keep you guys more fun content. Uh, Like we said in the last episode, we are going to be doing an episode on the new Gala Region expansion. Uh, We are going to take a few days to play that one and then record it probably in early November. So we hope you guys take that time to enjoy it. By the time you hear this, uh, we'll be waiting and counting down for one more week before the next one comes out. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys are having a wonderful rest of your holidays. Stay spooky. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, We'll see you next episode. Peace!